Hello and welcome to another episode of the Back to Warcraft podcast, episode number 17. It's July 21st, 2021, and uh, you guys don't know this, but this is actually the second take. It's the first time we've done a second take because uh, Neo had the recording off for the first at least minute, so it's okay. We didn't, uh, it's not like we rambled or anything, but how's it going? Uh, how are you doing, Neo? Oh, man, I'm a little dis- disappointed in myself, man. We talked last time about uh, how we always fuck up the clap to sync up in the beginning, and now you did a banger of a clap. Like, the most perfect clap that anyone in the history of this world can imagine. And then I got us muted. Dude, there that- you go. shame. Shame on me. Uh, people don't know that, maybe, but even I do mistakes. That makes me human. I mean, everybody it's in the community <laughs> thinks I'm like this superhuman, can-do-all kind of guy. But no, I I do mistakes too, and I'm sorry. It's very rare. It's very rare that Neo makes a mistake, but when it does, when he does it, it's, it's, it's beautiful to watch and make fun of him. Um, what a wild week and a half we've had, I think. Yeah, first of all, can I can I start? Because there's something very uh, near and dear to my heart. And I think the viewers as well. This should be the number one topic of the entire podcast, I guess. Go. My ass... I have no idea. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, go ahead. My, <laughs> my ass is back in stellar shape. The pillow nice. fixed it, I guess. The day after this pillow arrived, pain was gone. And I was able to cast WGL. Without suffering, without standing up in the middle of the broadcast, and now everything is fine again. I know this was a little cliffhanger, and you've been wondering for a week if everything is all right, and I can confirm now, it is a it is all right. That's good to hear, man. Um, happy for your ass. Uh, here's my thing, though. Okay, like you get the pillow, right? Yeah. And you think that's helping, and now you feel better, and you go, "Thank you, pillow." I've always wondered. Would your ass have gotten better either way? We need uh, to like it's the same thing with medicine, right? Like if I have a cold and I take some uh, Benadryl or whatever, and I get better in like three days, I go, "Oh, thanks, Benadryl." But was I gonna get better in three days anyway? I don't know. know. A little bit of water. Never know. I I think about that a lot. I do thank the pillow a lot though, and I continue to use it because it can't hurt, right? Can just be good for me. For my lower end. Yeah, it's, I mean, you In should the use it all run. the time. If it's if long term, absolutely. Exactly. I mean, it's, probably, here, it's probably good for your back, too. We're here to stay, you know? And I have to sit a lot more for the rest of my career to do this job. So, uh, yeah, I have to take care of my ass a little more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, I literally, like, I use a pillow right now. Like, I don't know if you guys are watching uh, on Spotify. You won't be able to see it. But if you're on YouTube, you could you could see the pillow right behind me. So I need this pillow for, like, my back posture because my posture is so bad. Um, which I need, like, either a better chair or I need, like, a better thing because I can see um, that my back is starting to go a bit. And it's, uh, it's painful. It's uncomfortable. Um, I've been on my computer, Neo, maybe 10 hours a day on mm-hmm. average since I was like 12. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I have bad posture, I mean, this is, it's just, it's crushing me. So similar to your ass is my back and, um, I need to figure that out. People have said like Herman Miller chair, buy that. It's yeah. expensive. Yes. But it's like super good. You could also buy like a golden boat. It's basically the equivalent are they really expensive? Dude, they cost 
a fortune. You're planning on buying a new house. You could rather like you could either buy that house or a Herman Miller chair. And then they say, um, "Oh, buy one refurbished." Yeah, good luck finding one in Germany refurbished. How much are these bad boys? Two two point five k or something. Come on, dude. They were selling a desk on their website too. It was 1600 for a desk. And it just looked like four legs and a desk. Well, I was like, what's going to on? Have, though. I mean, they, they got at least the basics down then from what we A know. lot of people have said, though, like either go Herman Miller or like go Ikea chair and just get like a nice Ikea office. Chair. Yeah, everybody says that about the Ikea chair. And I tested it and I don't like it at all. Um, my mom got the same, what's it called again, Ikea, Marcus is I think uh, the go-to recommendation. Not my kind of chair, I don't know what it is, but it feels incredibly wrong to sit on it. Probably good quality and all, but not made for my body. So, uh, people keep on raving about the Ikea, I'm a doubter, I'm an Ikea doubter. I'm not too sure what to do. And and you know what? Like with COVID restrictions like starting to come up, I, I if I'm going to buy a chair, I'm also trying to buy a bed. I need an upgrade on my bed. I've been using the same double since I was, uh, well, my grandma bought it for me. And honestly, it's been very close to my heart. Wait, so. wait, wait. Weren't you the one that's just sleeping on the mattress? Uh, yeah, I just have a box spring and a mattress. I have a box spring. Oh, you have a box spring, though. Okay. Yeah, not just oh, a mattress man. on the ground. It used to be like that, but that's I, I that's what I thought. Like, aren't you just sleeping on the floor, basically? No, I don't have a bed frame, but I do have a box spring on the ground, ah. and then my mattress is on top of the box spring. Um, but yeah, I need to upgrade because my feet dangle over the edge, and I don't sleep very well anymore. I used to when I was younger because I was uh, well five foot one, but now as a five foot seven tall grow fully grown developed man i need i need a i need a bed dude i hate being short dude it's the worst is that why you're so grumpy because lack of sleep recently um honestly i haven't slept well neo in maybe three months well that's that's bad do you take any it's pills a, for it or something? No, I don't. I don't. Uh, people have said smoke a little pot, smoke a little reefer before you go to bed. Don't do drugs. Uh, don't want to do the melatonin before bed because then you rely on that. Um, and maybe that's why I'm so miserable is because I don't uh, I do not do the drugs. But, yeah, I, um, I only do that when my sleep schedule is super fucked. Like when I go to bed at like 11 a.m. For, for some reason. Uh, and then it works, but then I put them away because it can't be healthy. But to me, when when I'm suffering, it helps. But I'm, I really don't want to be dependent on that. That's so you've actually done like the melatonin. Yeah. Oh man. Does it work? You sleep like a freaking baby. That's always really? bad. Like when people say you sleep like a baby, isn't that horribly wrong? Because babies no, you want to sleep like a baby. No, because they. Time. No, because they sleep so, like they shit themselves in their sleep. That's how comfortable they are. Like the saying is, "I'm gonna sleep like a baby shit my oh, pants." So ah. like you, you're so content that you could shit your pants, and okay. you're still content. That's the saying. That's oh, what it really means. That makes a lot more sense though, because I thought, okay, if you mm -hmm. want to sleep through the night, then that saying is the worst you can come up with because babies wake up all no. the time. Uh, you sleep like a rock. Let's say I sleep like a rock, super comfortable. Uh, don't want to advertise drugs all the time but if you really have problems with that that can help you get into the rhythm is what i'm so saying. here's here's the thing with me too is like melatonin i don't know if that's gonna work on me because like red bull like monster energy drink like uh caffeine coffee doesn't really do anything for me i feel no effects from caffeine so i feel like melatonin which is the opposite 
I I don't know. Like I don't, and I don't want to be like popping pills to go to sleep because then you rely on that, right? Yeah. So I'm just doing the own natural. You know what I should do? You know what I Tea. should do? I should go for a run. Oh yeah, that, that that's what a lot of I'll people sleep like say. a baby, shit my pants. <laughs> well, you know, please don't. It would be weird. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I when you when you brag scene. about it on socials after, hey guys, 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 it happened, it happened, I shit myself. <laughs> Dude, my, my dad sleep. says that all the time. He'll be, oh, I'm asleep like a baby. Oh, you and your old pants. man, you were on date night, I saw. Yeah, we went to Dude, a I really nice restaurant. So <laughs> went to a really nice restaurant. I uh, I spend way too much time with my dad. And uh, honestly, he's my best friend. Oh. Um, and I love him to death. But yeah, I'm always going out with him. Uh, and it's a, good, it's a good time. We went to a really nice restaurant. And he wore literally like uh track shorts with like a like dry fit shirt <laughs> should not have wore that i wore something nice but um yeah it was it was good he um really nice service there and uh, good food and it's very quiet and i like that it's like you get your table it's like 10 feet apart from other tables it's very it's a perfect date spot because it's like very quiet and nice and the servers are just like on the ball and i'm not going to say the the place because then I'll, I'll get murdered so it's just a really nice restaurant in my McDonald's. town and um, it's the mcdonald's <laughs> drive through yeah that's where we went the mcdonald's drive through um no it's a very nice italian restaurant i got an 18 ounce steak Ooh. with potatoes and shrimp that's good and a nice peroni beer you ever heard of Peroni? No. It's Italian. Uh, the the entree was $60, Neo. <laughs> Treat yourself, man. Damn. Treat yourself. Esports money, huh? Hell yeah. I'm eating good right now. I'm eating good. That's for sure. All that Corsair um, money coming in. <laughs> yeah, I'm not complaining at all. That's for sure. Good. But uh, yeah, I think um, it's nice to go out. I don't go out very often, obviously, based on my pale skin. I've been rocking the wife beaters on stream. People keep noticing how pale I am. Um, I don't go outside a lot, but when I do, I try to go out and uh, socialize a bit. You have to kind of cut yourself off, man. Like, I notice you're doing that now. You're starting to go out. You're actually going out tonight. Uh, yeah, I do. Tomorrow I got a concert. You have to. You have to kind of like just. You have to kind of just shut stuff off. Like you, you have a good gig right now because you're going to these concerts, and then on the weekend you're not broadcasting because you're going to a land. So you get like a couple days of just like nothing going on. Relax. Try to enjoy yourself. You're meeting up with the Warcraft three guys. Uh, you're gonna have a good time. I'm kind of jelly. Not gonna lie, but uh, the Experion land is what we're talking about. Hosted by Ente, by the way, in Cologne. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be super cool, but it's nice that you get to wind down because you were doing a, a bit of a long stint with that WGL tournament. Um, <laughs> it was a long one. What was six days in a row? Seven days in that, a row? That was six days in a row, but uh, these were like 15-hour days roundabout, I think. Like the broadcast was uh, only six hours a day, I think, but I did so much prep work and I hope it showed on the broadcast. Like I got every matchup down to to the tiniest little detail i think when it comes to uh stats storylines uh previous accomplishments a player's year so far etc uh, etc et i tried a little bit of a different thing like before i had my my spreadsheets and i have a spreadsheet for every player um that that tells all the results etc etc and the elo ranked 
development, so stuff like that. This time, I switched it up a little, and I did my own spreadsheet for every single game in the tournament with previous results and all the details there. And I think that's a better approach. Um, not too much copy-paste, just all the information was just fresh in my head. And I got a little bit of praise for that. I don't know if too many people noticed, but I was, for the first time in forever, really happy with casting most of the time. Are you? Yeah, you tweeted that that you like you were really happy with casting. Like, yeah. have you been kind of in a lull mode before? Nah, I think it was just nothing special for a while. And I know I can do better if I have the time to prepare. And if it's a week of WGL, I know that I won't do too much office work or project related work. But it's just focusing on on that. And then I can shine. Like, I'm not the guy who will tell you a timing down to the split second or why is that and that late and what's the... That's why we got Remo and Carson, but I'm the guy to tell you the story. For example, like, Colorful uh, never won a Tier 2 tournament before he wins this big WGL Tier 1 tournament. Um, I got stats from Moon versus Lin that the first maps they played in the grand final against each other were, like, 2003 and it was... Odessa, Blue Lagoon, and Goldshire. Like, stuff like wow. that. That that can add to the narrative. Um, that's that's my job, and I put a lot of hours into that. And, of course, then socials and YouTube and all the other good stuff. Good, quote-unquote, stuff. Uh, so that that's, was, that was long, that's long good. days, but I really felt like this was almost peak Neo when it comes to storytelling, I guess. That's good. Yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed the WGL broadcast. I was there for Thursday, but I did tune into some of it. I was working that long weekend, uh, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I was trying to tune in. What a fucking storyline that was, eh? <laughs> oh, lots of storylines we got. It started with the group stage where... Uh, um, we got... I mean, you got to talk about Group D. You gotta yeah, talk yeah about group exactly. You got to talk about Group D where 15 Sway defeated Foggy, uh, not not Foggy, Lawlight, and got a draw off of 1-2-0 and advanced into the playoffs. Like this this 19-year-old kid, the first uh, millennium child that we ever got in the WGL tournament, born in... Zoomer. Two, He's a yeah, Zoomer. Zoomer. Oh, yeah, that's what, that's what they call it. The, the first Zoomer in a WGL playoff and then makes it to the semis. That was so wild. And seeing, seeing players peak performance was really cool like colorful was just playing so well throughout this entire tournament for the first time that he never made any big mistakes in a tournament ever and boom he wins that it was also cool seeing uh, players peak in the group stage and then fall off after for chemico for Chimico. example exactly Chimico, yeah exactly he did so well in the group stage and then couldn't couldn't really repeat that and it was a little bit of a storyline of a like a good horse only jumps as high as as it has to. Um, that that prevailed, I think, in the end. And uh, Chimiko jumped a little too high in the group stage, and that's why he was eliminated. So. There's also the hype of 15 Sway. I mean, uh, 15 Sway was riding off of a sick momentum coming out of Group D. I mean, when you see 1-2-0 and Lal Lyot getting knocked out, big shout-out to Foggy, by the way. Okay. Great run in the group stage, and then a 3-1 loss to Lin, taking a map off him on Netties. Can't complain about that at all. This guy's got 100, I think 180 ping um, throughout the entire tournament. So you got to give uh, big kudos to Foggy. I love this guy. We've talked about how much of a competitor he is. Yeah. But yeah, I think um, 15 Sway, I thought Chamiko was going to win the tournament, to be honest. 
um, the way he was playing in the group stage. He was definitely the strongest, even though Colorful went 3-0 and and Moon looked really good at 2-1. Um, I think the storyline throughout the entire group stage was Che Miko's going to win this whole thing. And then 15 Sway, another big upset. I mean, yeah, a 3-2 win. And uh, that was pretty wild, right? Because Che Miko was up uh two no no 15 sway was up to one it was the moon colorful series so i'm tuning in right throughout work <laughs> just my experience and i see two nothing moon versus 15 sway oh you and didn't go, see the oh. second game then no i didn't oh, i did man, i just see two that. nothing i didn't watch the tide on his game no i just tune into autumn leaves and it's two nothing moon and i go oh this is probably it and then i tune in later and moon did uh three zero um but then i so then flash forward like i'm still working and then i tune in again and it's two nothing moon against colorful and I'm like, this guy's just not going to drop a map. And so I just turn off the stream. I go, congrats to Moon. I turn off the stream. I go back to work. And then I, I'm looking at Twitter like maybe two hours later. And everyone's going buck, like colorful. And I'm like, no way. So then I tune in and it's 2-2. Two, two, and I'm like, no way. And it's like Tidehunters on the final map, 2-2. Two, two. I'm like, what? So I watched that. That was amazing, man. Yeah, so... You kind of missed the best worst part of it as well because uh, the first map was kind of normal and Moon was just a better player and took that map. Second map, it lasted not even three minutes. Like Colorful got zero twoed in I don't know eight in-game minutes or something. We were. I saw the t I saw the tweet from uh, Vision Strikers. They were tweeting like eight minutes in, we're up two nothing or yep. something like that. It was like it was like embarrassing grand finals. It looked Seriously. like an embarrassment. It it like map two was last refuge and a couple of creeps interfered and colorful was just I. Uh, it it wasn't an infi infi move or something. Uh, that was a horrible game for him and he, he got surprised there. But then being down in your first WGL grand final. Against the greatest player of all time, uh, zero two in eight minutes, and then this kid got the guts to fight back, to claw back into that final, punishing Moon for every single mistake, outplaying him so hard at times. When Moon picked the keeper in in mirror, probably not the smartest move, I gotta say. It was a little bit of a gift there, uh, to not go straight up with standard, but that's also not Moon's mirror style. So, yeah, it wasn't really a gift, and. So he fought back. He didn't give up the grand final. It was 2-1 then. And here comes Concealed Hill. This match is maybe now my favorite Night Elf Mirror of all time, except maybe Moon versus Foggy, also in the WGL grand final on this very map where they had this crazy base race. And it was the same here. Like, how well these guys played around each other and knew how, how far they can push this and always making the right moves and Colorful was up, then Moon finds a way back, then Moon was up and Colorful finds a way back to not... I, this was an insane Night Elf Mirror. It was so fun. It was so close. And all of a sudden it's 2-2 and you see that Moon is shaking and Moon is getting nervous and this is not what we expect from a guy who's participating in tournaments at World Class for 18 or 19 years. All of a sudden it, his brain starts working like, oh my god. I'm about to get reverse swept here by a newcomer to finals. Like, this shall not happen to me. I'm Moon. I'm going to be responsible for that sweet uh, Keeper of the Grove stained glass. But no, Colorful took it on Tidehunters. And not playing his standard stuff, 
with Demon Hunter Naga, but moving away from it with the Panda as well. Man, I love this grand final. I love the players. I love this entire tournament. I love the system with the best of two group stage. I love everything, but graphics, of course. And the clean feed could be better, I think. And the overlay could be better. But man, what a WGL this was. Yeah, that's good stuff. I mean, what a storyline, too, because it just looked like a flop. Like like I said, I'm tuning in. I didn't know about the eight minutes until later. But yeah, Moon's up 2-0 in the grand finals. I'm like, well, this is just it. You know, it's just over. Moon's too good. And uh, and he did look really good. I think a lot of people weren't talking about how good Moon looked throughout the entire tournament. But he was pretty solid. I mean, uh, 3-0, 3-0. He did get Soen in 15 sway. And on paper, I think a lot of people would have liked that side of the bracket. But as opposed to focus, colorful, Lin, and Foggy. But um, yeah, what a great comeback from Colorful and his first big win. And it's just nice, man. Like I said, we've been talking about this for a while. Asia is just constantly changing. New champion all the time. It's always flip-flopping. Some of the big favorites get knocked out early. Some of the uh, the underdogs go through a lot uh, farther than we thought. It's crazy to think about um, about Asia Warcraft right now. It's, it's a good spot. Yeah, I think it's totally right what, what you say. And I think... Um... Going into the playoffs went okay, or going into the semis, I I thought that colorful okay. You had a the easiest group of all. You had a very very fitting quarterfinal with Focus, who just became a dad, by the way. Shout out all the best to you guys. Um, so of course Focus Focus's attention was somewhere else and not one hundred percent on the preparation for the quarters. Uh, still played decent though, but from all the quarters, I think it was also the easiest for him. Okay, then how will you do it? On Championship Sunday, first against Lin, the killer in Orc vs. Night Elf, and then he was up against Moon. This had to happen. He had to have the big names in front of him on the last day to just solidify this win. If he just goes, through, if he okay, just once again in in quotes. I don't want to belittle any, anybody. If he goes through, uh, let's say, Foggy and Fifteen Sway. On the final day. That wouldn't be as epic as if he's going through Lin and Moon back to back. Both with 3 to 2. Like that's the day he becomes a star. And he's now part of that S tier. Uh, this needed to happen in exactly this way. And I don't know if you knew this. But Colorful has come like top 2, top 3 in most tournaments. Oh, losing yeah. to Moon. I yeah. mean the DreamHack Summer loss was to Moon. DreamHack who yeah, up now. Well. Huyo, he got five and owed, <laughs> like the upper bracket 2-0, 3-0 grand final. So, I mean, it's always just been moon in his way. And then like the big win, because I mean, obviously I would prefer to win WGL summer over DreamHack summer. No offense, but the price pool's a lot different. Yeah. 24,000 versus, you know, uh, 2,400. So just a, a big uh, comeback story, man. This kid probably just got sick of it. I can only imagine, you know, he's in the finals. He's down 2-0. You must just be like, I can win. Like, I wonder what was in his head because I've seen Hitman go down 0-2 and he just plays like it's always 0-0. And he's got that mentality and that's what makes him so good and best of is he never tilts. Um, same with Cruncher. Cruncher never tilts. Uh, NA players, you know, pr pr players that I, I deal with. They just always think 0-0 mentality. I really wonder... You know, you lose to Moon in this in DreamHack. You lose to Moon in Huya a month ago. 2-0 in the upper bracket. 3-0 in the grand finals. You're down 2-0 again. He must have just been like, fuck this guy. He you said, know what I mean? Like <laughs> He said in the post-game interview that uh, when it was 0-2 after 8 minutes, he kind of 
gave it up already. And maybe that is what put the pressure off of him, you know, that there was nothing mm. to lose at that point anymore. And then he starts to pick up momentum. He sees, okay, I'm playing Demon Hunter against the Keeper. That's good for me. I'm getting a lasted here. That's good for me. Look at my items. They're pretty dope. And yeah, momentum in Warcraft, man. I say it so many times and people are laughing at me, but it happens. If if someone is too sure of a victory, something that would never happen to Happy, by the way, uh, if you're too sure of a victory, uh, you can give this up. Like, it doesn't matter if it's your maps or the opponent's. You can you can take it one mistake in the early game and it can be yours. It's oh man, I love this so much. And yeah, it's so cool to see new face because for when was the last time one to zero won a tournament? Because one to zero is the only star of that new generation, really, right? I think it must be like Masters Coliseum three years ago or something. So since then, it was always the old man's club. It was all, with the exception of Happy, who was kind of an old schooler as well because he participated in the 2010s already. But it was always the Moons, the Lins, the Infies, um, the Flies. And to see a new face there is so important to the longevity of this game, to have this new challenger. Oh man, I, can we just... I, I could rave for another hour over WGL of how good this was. Yeah, I mean, Colorful, I've always pegged him as the best elf versus orc player in the world. And now that you won WGL, it's nice to say, like, you know what? It's all... You are the best elf player in the world. I still think Moon is obviously super well accomplished and so consistent even at his old age but i still think moon is the best elf in the world but uh, it's a nice it's a nice take for colorful um because he has been literally scraping like top four top three top two in most tournaments which is in asia is saying a lot yeah. um so yeah i think uh it's just really good man if he wins one more like if he wins dreamhack then it's like okay this is your era right now it's the colorful era and but he definitely needs at least one more um, but this is, I mean, at the end of the day, WGL is a huge one. So it's like, it's really good. Yeah, for sure. Oh man, I'm really, really happy for the kid. Uh, I was poking fun at him because Remo loves him so much, but yeah, this guy, I met him. I think it was the first time I went to a GCS in Shanghai before I was only in, in Yinchuan for WCA. And we met with Kuke, who is uh, the head of Warcraft community basically in China and does War 3 Station and all. And we went to a hot pot place, and she brought colorful. And he was wearing like a like a Playboy uh, branded coat, and he was a funny dude. But we were introduced to him like, yeah, it's colorful. Of course, we knew him from the game, but everybody in the community called him stupid because he had to repeat class once. Like, dude, Chinese community is rough. <laughs> They all Damn. they all poked fun at him because they had one one class ever. He's he's the low IQ night elf or something is what they called him. Because uh, he got like held back a grade. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's rough. <laughs> it's super rough. And of course, that held on for like six, four, five, five years or something. And he never gave up. Uh, he was always fighting against that, and he, he became better and better. And that's just uh, after becoming a father, he said he takes his his. Warcraft job a lot more serious and practice a lot more serious and yeah this is what it all leads to man this was so cool it was a great event I mean yeah the, the graphics were a problem but people were cool towards the end I think once we made it clear on our socials that people were pissing us off people definitely toned it down yeah um in chat and then you know big shout out to our moderation team for, for keeping 
for keeping the uh, the annoyingness down because they do a great job as always. But uh, yeah, WGL was a long week, but it was a really good game. Great stories, guys. Most of those video, I mean, every single video is on our YouTube. Yeah. You could check out the whole storyline from the very beginning. Just search for WGL. Plus the highlight all the videos from- by Out of Warcraft. Every single yeah, you can day you can done. watch you can watch the highlight videos for the day, or you can actually go group by group to find to quarterfinals to semis to finals. All of those vods are available on our YouTube page. Um, it's a great story, man. Big key highlights, I would say. Anything fifteen sway, uh, and then and then obviously the colorful moon grand finals was a biggie as well. Also, Lynn versus Foggy was excellent. Really loved a lot of matches here. Um, but yeah, up on our YouTube, the biggest archive for competitive Warcraft probably in the world, right? With like 5,000 matches. Just under 5,000 videos. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it's super wild. Like, it's kind of cool that we built this now because there's so much missing from the golden era. Like, it's even hard to catch WCG grand finals you can find most of them but not all i think for eswc it's really hard for wc3l is really hard uh would love to rewatch those broadcasts but yeah for for our era for the back to warcraft era uh you can go back all the way look up competitive warcraft from 2014 to 2021 and probably only miss like two tournaments or something (laughs) And the action doesn't stop, man. We got DreamHack coming around the corner. We still oh, got dude. more colorful, more 15 oh, sway. Dude, and a new face that I am certainly going to root for. You know who I'm talking about. DreamHack Asia. Who's the big, big oh, fan favorite? Asia, I thought you're talking about uh, the one important night elf that we got new to DreamHack, which is not in the Asian region. Well, he certainly is. You don't think Remind is a new additional night elf addition? Dude, who is Remind when you compare him to Kevin Schwem. Oh, true. Dude. True. Kevin the legend of Kevin Schwem. <laughs> He's got the dirtiest name ever. Kevin Schwem. I love to say that. Kevin Schwem. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's true. I think Kevin Schwem does pose a little bit of a higher, uh, what's it called? Wow factor than Remind. But I was really, I was just going to go by Asia, Europe, and NA. But I'm, I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped for, for Remind. Definitely in Asia. Yeah. We'll see how he does. He's got oh, a tough group. But his qualifier matches, right? He was plowing through quite a few household names. Didn't he beat, like, Mikael 2-0? and zero? Yeah, he beat uh, Michael 2 nothing and then Sinny 2 nothing. Sinny ended up qualifying later on. Yeah. Um, but pretty good win so far. Yep, for sure. And then I think at the qualifier one, I'm not sure who he played. He played... TBC and then Sinny again. So he's been he's been whooping Sinny's ass. Sinny's actually in the main tournament too. He did qualify later on, but uh, yeah, Remind's Night Elf Mirror is definitely looking good. His verse Undead is looking good, although he does have one two zero in his group. Obviously, a much different caliber than Michael. Um, but you know, one two zero also has that inconsistency uh, thing going. Yeah, he wasn't so too Remi- great against Night Elves at WGL. Like really, really no. Not. I mean, it's he was very unfair. average. Yeah, it's really unfair because we we compare him to Happy all the time, and Happy is the goat. But also, I think compared to other high class European undeads, this matchup, like Axlord, for example, I don't think Axlord is is weaker than one to zero, like at all. It's it's different, right? Um, we haven't seen Axlord compete like. Well, this. he beats Foggy uh, like at a fifty percent rate, I would say. And if he's losing, he still looks great. 
And that was something that I was that was missing. Like the the kid forgot two acolytes, one in his main, one at his expansion. Like that would never ever ever happen to an X Lord. Um, X Lord kind of gets fucked by Foggy. Let's be honest. No. Yeah, nine two in matches, twenty and nine in maps. No. Foggy has an eighty two percent win rate against X Lord. X Lord kind of gets. Fucked. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I think you're. you're Xorce is holding yeah. back strategies, man. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. I, comparing Xlord to one two zero is a bit of a stretch. I know one two zero can be overrated at times, but he's definitely. I'm just talking about easily this the number though. two. In uh, I like his verse elf. I think you know it's hard to compete when you're playing against Moon. I mean, I don't think Xlord comes close against Moon. Do you? Moon Has he pretty, ever played Moon? Moon is pretty good at this matchup. I don't think so. I mean, one two zero is getting knocked out by Moon for the most part. You check every tournament; it's it's Moon that he's playing. Um, has X Lord ever played Moon? I'm gonna look at this up right now because I don't I think so. Don't think so either. No, he's never played Moon. Ooh, we need that. At, That's uh, a difference, man. You kind of need that uh, practice. Yeah. Well, Foggy is basically Moon at this point in this matchup. I think, if not better. True. So it's a good comparison, I think. But yeah, man, I'm super hyped for Remind as well. It's one of the best uh, Koreans to have in the scene or to have back in the scene. I hope his stint this time is a little longer and he will comp uh, compete in fall as well. And this group of his, like he's in Group D with 1-2-0, Thunder, Sock. So I think he might even has a, have a chance here. Thunder, pretty decent shape, I would think. Sock, a little bit... Like, we've seen way better socks. So if Remind puts in mm -hmm. a lot of hours, not saying that he's a favorite or anything, but if he's going into that hyperbolic chi uh, time chamber, whatever he's doing right now, and practices with a little bit of help, he could end up second. Like, for I example... See Remind, I see Remind first or second, to be honest, because Sock wow. is very... He's not. He's kind of been lazy lately. Thunder is good, but he's not. Uh, I don't. I still don't think he's the highest caliber yet. You know, he does really well um, in tournaments. He's the best he's ever been. But I don't know. Like Remind, I'm a big fan of Remind, dude, and I think he's here to play. So uh, I actually talked to Remind before um, about joining Dust League as an invite uh, for the second time because he did join uh, a few seasons ago, and he was basically saying like, if I can't practice, I don't want to play anymore. Good. So so if he's in right now. That means like he's practicing because he, he didn't mm -hmm. want to waste time. Um, and we're seeing that. I mean, he's he's looking good. I mean, he's not even dropping maps Yeah, and to Michael or Cine. It's also a super cool addition because he's pretty fluent in English, right? So uh, it's, it's going to be a good interview. His play style is always exciting. Like when he was there for the Team WGL, I think, banger matches with Mikael out mining Amazonia. Like when does that ever happen? Never, ever. Um so I'm really looking forward to this. Like, it, he might not be on the level of Colorful Moon because that's so hard to achieve. But, for example, he will give us a better run than a Sini and it will be mo more exciting. Hard to compete with Yangi uh, as, as well when it comes to entertainment factor. But I guess from the quality of the games, this will uh, be a good benefit to, to DreamHack. Uh, Asia, which is starting a little later than the rest of the region, but let's go through the groups. Uh, my boy Lingwagua is getting... Completely annihilated in the group drawings again. Moon, Fly, and 15 Sway in his group. Like, what did this guy do? Yeah, he's to done. deserve this. That's rough. That's just that's just bad drawing. He's done. I mean, to be honest, he's probably the weakest one out of Cine and him. Uh, I I do think Thunder, yeah. Remind, 
All these guys are a little bit stronger. Linguagua is always in the pack, though. I mean, he's always in the top 16. Yeah. Uh, but he still needs to break through. We've seen Colorful break through. We've seen uh, 15 Sway, obviously, break through. Uh, his time will come if he keeps grinding. But, yeah, he just finds himself in these groups where he can't really show how good he really is because he just gets murked. Yeah, this is proving um, ground for 15 Sway, right, in this group. Like, his hype could stop pretty much immediately at the Dreamhack group stage because uh, if he's just getting eliminated here, then who's... Like, people will still talk about the playoff thing, uh, probably, but then they will also argue, well, then he was in a group with Fly and he couldn't keep up anymore because Fly is a beast in this matchup and really looking forward to this if 15 Sway can can keep it up and also super excited to see uh, Fly back again after he didn't qualify yeah. for WGL. I was just going to say that I'm excited for Fly to, to actually make a splash because, like you said, he got knocked out by Soen, wasn't in WGL, which was weird. Oh, you're weird getting tired? See. No, I just I, I haven't had my coffee, so I'm going to yawn for the oh. next 40 minutes. But um, no, it's, it's weird to see that uh, Fly in, in, uh, is back in and not in WGL, but I hope he does well. Yeah. I'm a big Fly fan, not going to lie. Yeah, the other side of the bracket with Colorful... Uh, Versini first round that should be a pretty clean affair to be honest and Lin vs Chemico rematch of WGL where they met in the group stage but with the best of two format we only had a 1-1 between them so now gotta have a winner this is a grudge match basically yeah it's tough I mean Chemico I don't even know what his best matchup is because he's so good in everything I mean he's got a good orc good undead good elf as well so it's just gonna be really really good Okay, then we got Group C with Focus and Fortitude who keep on meeting each other in tournaments. <laughs> like every, not yeah. like more than every second tournament, they are they are drawn together in, in a group and so on in Lawlight. So very interesting group as well. And we talked about Group D with one to zero Sun, uh, Thuck and Remind. But DreamHack is of course starting with Europe and America, and we got a lot of new faces, which means more work for us because we have to do the graphics and stuff for the new players. Um, but on top of the eight players that m made it to the qualifiers in summer, which is Blade, Hawk, Johnny Cage, Happy Craft, X-Lord, Foggy, and Sonic, we uh, finished the qualifiers this week, and then we got Ente, finally, after being eliminated by Neutron four times in a row. <laughs> they finally ended up on uh, different sides of the bracket, and they both made it. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. There's a lot of new faces. Like, I'm excited to see NTN. Obviously, uh, a lot of dropouts caused this, though. And, like, don't want to beat around the bush. But we don't see any Thorzane, uh, no Vortex, a uh, few more, right? Who else dropped out? Lil DC dropped Lil out. Lil DC. Yeah, so it's opened up the door, though. And I'm glad these Inside. guys have seen that window uh, side as well. Yes, yeah, so I'm glad people have found that window to, to compete and try to get in. And... It's so cool, man. I mean, uh, Ente in, Terror's in, um, and then Spiral's back, which I'm excited about. He's playing Orc or Night Elf, depending on matchup, which is nice. He's not just sticking to the straight Night Elf. And then, uh, obviously, the story is Kevin Schwimm, <laughs> which is huge because, like, Rocket Beans is one of those teams where they've always been around and they do good stuff, but the players have never been good enough to compete at the highest level. It's basically, so kinda... it's basically the German version of Jim. Is what they do. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's cool to see, like, that logo in the... It's good to see Rocket Beans get some promotion <laughs> yeah. through Kevin because, uh, I mean, yeah, they, they've been around forever. Like, it's a good it's a good clan. I don't even know what they are. They're a good team, a good crew of people. Um, and I'm excited. Dude, I always thought Kevin was, like, a meme. No. Like, 
the meme of Kevin Schwim. Like people used to be like, oh, Kevin will 3 Like in Twitch chats, people used to be like, well, Kevin can win it. Like Kevin Schwim can do it. Like it used to be like a meme. Um, but this guy can actually play. I tweeted about him actually as soon as he qualified. Super excited about it. Um, I'm watching him for sure. You know, the legend of Kevin Schwim. Schwim? Schwim. 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 It's Kevin gonna, Schwim. It's going to be his rise to fame. Kevin Schwim. He's got to get. He's got a tough group, man. He's got to get through the best undead in the region. Well, second best undead in the region as X Lord. He's got him right away in Group D. Um, yeah, I think like from the players qualified, I think we're gonna have great entertainment with uh, Kevin and Starshade, and maybe even Starbuck if if, if he decides to show up. He has some showman ship in him for sure. Then we got yeah, and of course Neutron, like obviously. Um, then we got some cool talents again with Dice, who's still super duper young. Very happy that he made it. Spiral can be a contender for the top eight, always when he's motivated. And nice to see Terra in as well. He was he had a rough, rough, rough draw in the qualifiers for the summer season. So this time he made it, uh, and he absolutely deserves to be here. So Group A, we got Happy Dice, Johnny Cage, and Starshade. Yeah, probably going to be the Happy Johnny Cage show. Um, I, Dice is so inconsistent lately. It's kind of thrown me off because I've been watching him and I think we hyped him up a lot, but his results lately have been very lackluster. Uh, kind of like he's just inactive and falling off. And that's the thing too with Europe and NA is a lot of inactivity. And I think that's caused most of the actual dropouts like Thorzane being inactive and still playing wasn't a good result. Didn't look good, looked visibly inactive. And yeah. I think that's the problem with, with some of these guys, uh, especially in the CIS region, like Johnny Cage and Dice, they've been, uh, they tend to be like lazy and they only play certain things. Um, but I hope they, they come out and play. Like I, like I said, I'm a huge Dice fan, huge Johnny Cage fan. I think Johnny Cage, honestly, when he's playing is better than Blade. Like, when he's really be. on, he can be better than Blade, and I think Blade's the best human in the region. So, he's also in this tournament, so we'll see if he shows up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for Johnny, I mean, uh, from from what I know, he's super busy in real life uh, being a pol or becoming a policeman in Russia or something. I don't think that's an easy task to then play on the sides. Uh, I can only imagine that they're getting a lot of drills in there. Um and then he plays like whenever he can so we'll see what he brings to the table i don't know anything about dice's real life maybe also busy with uh something else group b has foggy terra sonic and spiral yeah the, a little bit of resident sleeper with the night elf mirror we've seen so much night elf mirror lately but uh i i you know foggy obviously a huge favorite spiral a huge favorite sonic could shake things up and then terror it really depends which terror shows up the one that's been struggling to get in or the one that actually got in and he's on fire and he keeps it going so like um, is there a chance spiral plays mm, anything else but night elf against sonic no I don't. I don't think any orcs want to play or orc against Night Elf right now. Okay. I think he's just gonna Night Elf mirror him. Just play like Lin. What's the issue? He'll definitely play orc against Terror though. If he beats Sonic oh, yeah. and it's Terror, he'll play orc against Terror. So that's exciting. But Terror's gotta beat Foggy. <laughs> it's gonna be rough for sure. Uh, maybe they both lose and meet in the lower bracket final. We'll see about that. Then we got the best group is Group C, hundred percent. Hawk, Starbuck, and Blade and Neutron. Mm. Yeah, that's probably the most hype. I think. 
I don't want to overhype Starbuck again because we did that for summer and then he wasn't a tough group with Happy, obviously, but also in the game that wasn't against Happy, didn't look too crisp, maybe nerves, um, maybe n just not there on the day. I ha He has to perform big time if he wants to make it out of this group, otherwise it's going to be the two human. I agree. I mean, Starbuck also didn't do very well in Dust League. Uh, and I was super hyping him up as well. Like I was like, he's a dark horse. He's a dark horse, and he kind of got smashed out. But yeah, I think it's gonna be Hawk Blade with with Neutron peppered in there. Neutron's verse human is very good. He beat Hawk in the qualifier for the Russian Cyber Games, so he can definitely play. Um, that's gonna be interesting. But I do think it will be the the Hawk Blade show, especially if Blade shows up and he's playing Blade right now on fire, um, and Hawk too in that matchup. But it's really just gonna come down to whether Neutron and Starbuck. Uh, Play it out, forehead. <laughs> Group D. Okay, here's my hot take for the DreamHack. And people can laugh at me all you want. Um, but if this comes true, I definitely deserve my title as the Prophet. Kevin is going to make it out of this group. He's going to make it top eight. Yeah, you're, out of your fucking, you're out of your fucking mind. Xlord is going to come first and, uh, and yeah. Crab is going to come second. Xlord is obviously going to be first, okay. Uh, I, I definitely agree. There's probably no way around that. But Kevin beat Ented twice in Meisterschaft last time. And he's very, very good in that matchup. And he only has to prepare for Undead. Three very different Undead, of course. But there's a lot of material to study. And Kevin is really good preparing for matches. Um, and I think Kraft is more playing from intuition and tries to brute force his style onto his opponent. And Kevin can exploit that. Like, Kevin is unlike any other Night Elf in the world uh, when it comes to, to strategies. Like, the way he played himself into this into this tournament, man. It was so wild. Loved, that, uh, loved his games against... Uh, like, he played Mountain Giants versus Orc. Or Naga push against Orc. Like, mind-blowing stuff. And that's my hot take for DreamHack. Kevin, second place, Group D. Love my brother. Okay, X, X Lord's. X, this is my hot take. X Lord's going to come first. Kevin and Ente will drop to the uh, lower bracket. Kevin's going to beat Ente, and Kevin's going to lose to Crab, and it's going to be Crab second. Well, that's not really a hot take. That's. And I think they're normal. all going to be two O's. The entire group's going to be two O. Two O. Two O. Two O. Two O. Want to bet something? Sure. What do you want to bet? You already have no hair. If I was about to say, like, uh, you, you're shaving your head. No. If Kevin makes it, shave your head. Would be fitting because Kevin no. is bald as well. To honor the genius that is Kevin Schwem, Ricky? I'm not shaving my head. I can't shave my head. Why I'll not? I'll have nothing left. You... Dude, I have my chubby cheeks make my head look weird. <laughs> I can't shave my head. Trust me. The hair balances everything out. But we can bet whatever you want. What do you want to bet? Uh, we do have a week, right? How about... Yeah, we'll figure it out. How about the community gives us some ideas? Sure. If you guys are listening to this right now, what should uh, we... I'm not shaving my head. But what should we bet if Neo gets it right or I get it right? Um, wait, hold on. That was I gave a very specific. You just gave X Lord and Kevin. You didn't give scores, dude. So I, I, I maybe said, maybe like my... maybe let's not do my scores. Let's just do. I'm saying X Lord Crab. You're saying X Lord Kevin. Okay, but then I want way better odds. What do you mean? It's the same. It's the same predictions. Absolutely not. Mine is an ultimate underdog tip. Okay, so uh, so you want me to go by score? No, no, no. I just want you to have uh. Like, you have to do a way worse thing than I do if I lose. 
Okay, we'll let the we'll let the the comments decide. We'll let the comments decide. All right, bringing in some spicier. Speaking of spice, that was Europe, by the way. And again, one of my favorite storylines: DreamHack America. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so freaking happy that the Brazilians made it, man. DreamHack. It's actually exciting. DreamHack started, and. The Brazilian community, thanks to Forks, uh, Maximilian Rocks, the caster for, for the Brazilian scene, he always brought his players to the qualifier. And they always got a step closer, right? Uh, first it was Phil Boys, and they celebrated reaching a close qualifier like they just won WGL. That was amazing. Then they kind of cemented themselves in these qualifiers also with the return of a missed... Um, and now with Pato being back, they actually made it and qualified. And I was watching uh, the Brazilian cast because I thought, okay, there's something possible here. And this man is going wild. And oh boy, did he go wild. There were a hundred people in the chat. They made it look like there's 10,000 people in chat. The celebration, I don't know if Brazil wins the World That was the equivalent of Brazil winning the Football World Cup in Twitch chat. Just riot. It was so happy. It made me. It was so wholesome that this community tried and tried and tried and got closer and closer and closer, and then it finally happened, man. It's kind of rough that they are facing Hitman and Cruncher first round now, though. It's gonna be tricky, but man, they yeah. made it into the top eight of the Americas, and how beautiful is that? But you know what? It's the first match of the tournament. It's a long tournament. If you take your L, shake it off and come through, right? Get it out of the way early. Yeah, yeah. Um, Miss needs to get through Kiwi Kaki and Say So. He knows that. Cruncher's coming through no matter what. Mm -hmm. He needs to get through Kiwi Kaki and Say So. Um, and, and Pato, yeah, he's playing Hitman, but Duck and Insup, not impossible. Insup's versus Elf is super good. Yeah. Duck is so unpredictable. I'm pretty sure he was saying he's just going to lose already. Like, he's already given up. He has, uh, tournament hasn't even started yet. So, I, if I'm Pato, <laughs> just just be chill, man. Play your game. If you're missed, it's going to be tough. Um, what I want to see is how Kiwi Kaki's going to adapt because he was doing this style long before it was meta. Yeah. And a lot of players have innovated a much stronger style. Kiwi actually saying he doesn't like the new meta of Farseer Headhunters. So is he just going to get stomped? Or does he actually come out and say, this is my build? Um, and then also, obviously Cruncher, you know, he's super inactive. Sayso is active. Sayso is undead, can beat Cruncher's uh, if Cruncher's not prepared, you know? And I don't know which Cruncher's showing up. The one that knows that he can make money no matter what. So I'm just going to play him whatever. Or the one that actually wants to win a championship and dethrone Hitman. Like, we know... Cruncher's routine. I play World of Warcraft, and then one week before DreamHack, I will prepare. And Cruncher is really good at preparing. He did that for the regional finals. He took one week. He studied Hitman, and he got it done. Um, if he does that again, Hitman could be in trouble, but I don't think anything is stopping Hitman right now. He is way too good. This meta is way too strong, and uh, it's probably just going to be the Hitman show, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how the new competitors, especially the Brazilians, I wouldn't mind if Pato and Mist don't make it through, but they beat Insup or they beat Seiso or Kiwi, it's still a plus, you know? I would I would celebrate quite a bit if Pato beats Duck, not going to lie. I, I, Insup is kind of my boy. You don't like Duck. Insup is kind of my boy, so I really want to want him to, to make it through. It's so weird that you like Insup and not Duck. Why? Duck doesn't say call people ugly on stream and shit. The one is super likable and is active in the scene, and the other is constantly uh, shitting on Discord servers and stomps noobs on letters. So what's there not to like about Insub? I don't know. 
I don't know. I thought it was a little more controversial for you, but I guess not. I don't know what you like. I don't know. I think Duck's likable. I, I think, huh. he, you know, he could avoid leaving ladder games a bit, but I, I don't. Uh, bit, huh? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Wait, that's so like, weird. That's so we weird. we should really cast Duck versus Insip together. L leave leave uh, cars on the sidelines. Just I think we should. You, yeah. you cheering for Duck, me cheering for Insip. One hundred. I mean, I like I like Insip too. Cast. Don't get me wrong. Like I like I like Insip too. Don't get me wrong. But like, uh, there's a lot of Duck hate for no reason. Like he's a good guy, man. He's a good guy, you know. Well, uh, how about he shows it then? For example, like typical Duck behavior. Uh, it was Sunday evening. After the close qualifier, Brazil was still celebrating, and Duck types, yeah, it's gonna be super nice to play against Hitman on US West servers. Like, dude, let these guy and let these guys just enjoy it. Why? 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 Your prize, why your do you want to shit on their parade Hitman on West server? I think he's. I think he's also just pissed off that they forced West host. I mean, he's not West. Yeah, everybody host player, is. So. But then, oh come on, man, why just? I mean, that is pretty parade. funny. Like, congratulations, your prize is you play Hitman on 10 ping. Come on, that, that's actually hilarious. I don't think so. All right, well. Well, 100% biased cast coming in the group. I mean, no, I, it's not going to be a biased cast. Like I said, I, I'm a fan of every single person in this group. I'm going to be rooting for all of them uh, equally. I'm, I'm excited for the, the Brazilians. I think Insub, I'm super excited for an Insub run. I hope he's not boozing. I hope he's playing serious. Uh, Duck also had a great run. He he came top four in the last season uh, by beating, uh, I think, Insup or some shit. Who did he beat? He beat Ark and Saron. Yeah, that's right. Pretty he beat sure. Ark and, uh, and Saron. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Ark and Saron aren't even in the tournament anymore. So, <laughs> so now he's really got to uh, he's really got to compete with actual players. So yeah, I really and like the big thing is Hunter. Hunter was supposed to be in this, but he Ooh. lost the Brazilians. He lost to the Brazilians indeed in the qualifiers. Man, he gave up. The second round, I think, against Saron? Uh, yeah, he didn't show up, and then he actually lost in the loser's bracket. But no, the no, thing no, is, no. Like, he, he did show up for the first day, and then didn't show up for the second day, I think, what happened. Oh, okay. So he did show up for the first day, lost to Pato 2-1. Yeah. And then, that's right, didn't show up for the second day because yeah. of ping or whatever. But either way, like, it's not like, oh, well, we don't even have the best Night Elf player because Ark and Hunter aren't there. It's like, no, no, no. Pato and Mist Pato are the new Night Elf players. Yeah. Like, this is the new change in NA. Like, Ark doesn't want to play. Okay, you're out. It's that simple. Hunter plays and gets owned. You're out. It was so heartbreaking to see the deciding match of the qualifier between Pato and Deuce because I really want them both in the top eight. But man, top eight is brutal. You have to be on top of your game. And yeah, super sad for, for Deuce. I never interacted with him, but he's just so likable from from how I perceive him. I don't I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just... Oh, he's dude. he's super likable. Deuce is, is a great guy. Yeah, he's actually a good person. But the Deuce fucked himself over too, right? Because in the first day, he didn't show up. True. So Mist got a free win, and he should have beat Mist and tried to beat Insup for that spot. Yeah. And then if he would have lost to Mist, he would have played Saron instead. So him losing that first match fucked him over. He played Pato instead of Mist. And if he would have just showed up, he would have had uh, a better run. But you know what? Some people don't like to pay attention. And that's <laughs> their fault. Not my fault. As Dust Game. This not sounds, my fault, sounds dude. like Sounds like there's a little bit of uh, Dust uh, Gaming Interna spilling into this broadcast. Were you not blamed for this? Not my fault. Did he blame uh, you for not telling him when this qualifier is or what happened? No, Deuce, Deuce would never do that. But uh, I had to call him a few times. Mm. 
Say, are you showing up or what? 15 minutes into the tournament, you're not here. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll be there in a second, man. But, uh, you know. Is that what what he sounds like? He sounds super Canadian. I don't even know how to do it. It's like, oh, yeah, dude, like, I'll be there in one sec, man. Uh, Just coming in uh, the hot uh, in the driveway there. But, uh, yeah, he's super, (laughs) super Canadian. It's awesome to talk to. I wish we could do more interviews with him, to be honest. Has to win more, I guess, next season. He's got to win. All right. It's going to be good, though. Dream going to be good. Oh yeah, super hyped for this, uh, for the broadcast, for everything. Uh, I guess I can say that we're going to have a little bit of a different look, at least. So, upgrading, and then we got Coinbase as a sponsor, which is awesome to see that money is coming into Warcraft 3 uh, for the for the other two seasons that we get. And yeah, just, just cool stuff happening all around. And we also got Dust League Finals this weekend. Then there's yes, Dreamhack. Sir. Uh, after DreamHack is W3 Champion Season Finals like oh my god it's just one highlight after the next at the moment dude Dust League's prize pool is $2,471 that's pretty sick that's the biggest it's ever been bro it's pretty sick this community's dope dude it is I love it we love it um, yeah we'll take a Q&A um, also big shout out to whoever posted on Reddit DStudge hey do you listen to the Back to Workout podcast yeah. got some people saying yeah I listened to it one guy said I, I listened to it on my bike, <laughs> which I think is so cool. Um, so cool. Hold on, let me let me find that. Uh, occasionally ride my motorcycle and listen to it. That is so badass, Defon seventy seven, dude. That is so vroom vroom, motherfucker. Let's go, dude. I was so pumped to see that shit. Yeah, people, um, let us know when are you listening to the podcast. Like, when is your podcast time? For breakfast, maybe, or for workout, or when you do some chores or next to work or for for falling asleep maybe i want to know more about our listeners like when is the time to listen to the back to walker podcast for you true i listen to it at work when i'm doing uh description shit and figuring out if the sound quality is good and also because I'm a narcissist. Also because I don't remember what the hell we talked about, dude. Never. So many people like <laughs> upload like a week late. Like we upload a week late on YouTube, right? Which is a majority of the people that watch. Because if you're not a pa- if you're a patron, you get it the week of, by the way. Um, back to Warcraft or patron.com slash back to Warcraft. It's the Theory Crafter 5, five uh, euro, I think. Um, but anyway, so people message me about like the week before, which is two weeks back. <laughs> and I don't remember what the fuck we were talking about. And they're like, hey man i really liked your take on this and i was like uh so i'll just listen to it to like stay fresh and relevant okay um, that's that's why we got you because i never re-listened to it today i got a, got a message by monk about something and i'm like dude i got no idea what i said yeah like i have no idea man people are like wow i really liked what you said about so-and-so and i was like uh and like that's from like week 13 and i'm just like uh, jesus i'm fucking yeah i, yeah, I just so. know that i'm right and you're wrong that's that's the most important thing for me on this well, broadcast that's inaccurate all right and everyone here knowing see uh, again knows i'm right that. you're wrong uh but yeah what okay, are we talking about uh, well we're just talking about uh what where do you listen to your podcast oh and, yeah uh Stuff like that. But let's take a question from the Q&A and we'll wrap this up. Yes. Um, question from the Grinchy Main, a fresh Midas tier uh, patron says, Are team houses still part of the War 3 culture in 2021? Elaborate on the pros and cons for the players residing in team houses. Team houses are not a thing in Warcraft 3 anymore. The last team house, I think, was the Korean one. Yeah. Composed so- of Laliat, Soen, Chamiko, and Sock? Mm-hmm. 
I think all four of those boys were together. Um, the re the benefits, obviously cheaper rent, uh, cheaper accommodations for all four splitting the bill. Um, you guys get to play tournaments together. You guys get to practice together, more hands-on practice, um, for those players. And also you guys can go to lands together, uh, travel together. Basically all your bank accounts are, are aligned and you're both, all your goal is to play Warcraft three in practice. So, um, and you know, if people are good at cooking for you, um, so maybe one person's the cook, maybe one person's the cleaner, maybe one, you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, it's a collaboration. So that is a player collaboration, uh, team house, which that was the last one. I think, um, for the most part, team team houses, like actual organizations in Warcraft three aren't very, uh, viable because the, I would say like, because sponsorship and marketing isn't there yet we've talked about how warcraft 3 seems a little bit dated and in the dark ages when it comes to marketing which i think it's changing slowly but um for the most part team houses in starcraft 2 dota csgo are all basically motivated driven by sponsors um for example like you can easily market bit make videos record because all your players your assets your play, uh, if you will, are all in the same house. So you can make a marketing video. You can sell a monster energy drink. You can uh, make uh, advertising stuff very easily. And it's very accessible. Also it makes it easier for travel because you're not flying one person out from Ukraine, one player out from China, one player out from Washington. They're all mostly in uh, the same region. Makes travel tickets much easier. Um, but we don't see that anymore in Warcraft 3. I don't think we ever will uh, anymore unfortunately but in bigger games it's it's a huge huge thing you have to stay local to that uh to that team you have to be in their office you have to be accessible to all their staff uh for various marketing reasons social reasons um cutting a promo stuff like that it's just easier to do and then obviously the marketing part is just way easier when you have everyone there all right my take on this um well yeah for team house or to have a team house you first have to have a team and that goes for not too many people uh i think moon mikhail sock uh, of course the mouse sports guys but yeah it's very very few that could do it then warcraft players in general are rather old it's not like uh you're 19 fresh out of high school most of them have a wife at home a lot now have have children at home so you don't want to give this up for hanging with your mates um you're absolutely right that the koreans did this but they were all bachelors and uh no children involved so they did this on their own without a team really and it helped them a lot but they also said uh, okay that that was enough now because in the team house usually like you have a cook if it's a high-profile team house, I would say, you have a cook that does stuff for you. Uh, you have someone that takes you out to to the movies or social activities. And they had to deal with all of that cleaning, of course. Everybody who who shared a flat once know how stressful it is to, to uh, really have a, a routine for cleaning. And then, yeah, some are a little bit more lazy in that regard. And game more and yeah the others it's it's oftentimes an imbalance so i think it lasted as long as it could and it helped all these uh players to reach a new level but then they all dis disbanded they're still very very good friends though um but even in the old days that wasn't really a thing in warcraft like i think uh S we made fox sk had one i don't think we made fox like i can't imagine Moon, Lin, and Soccer living together. 
I think they had a house. We made Fox had a place. Yeah, but, but probably not for the Warcraft team then. Um, yeah, it was it was the Brood War team. They were all in the same house. The Brood War team with the Warcraft three team. Okay, maybe for boot camp because they had Nada, I think, and or Boxer or something. Nada, I think, and they they were really big in StarCraft at the time. Okay, um, I just remember they were living in the same place. I think World with Elite Syndrome as the manager. World Elite had some as well, and the first thing that I remember when it comes to team houses was when SK Gaming with uh, Mad Frog, Insomnia, uh, and these kind of guys went to Korea and lived in a team house. And oh boy, man, it's the worst conditions you can imagine. Four people crammed like into one room. Like 50 shoes at the front door. 50 Super shoes, yeah. sick, man. Like Living conditions in a team house, uh, especially back then, weren't as good as you think they are. Uh, I don't know. Like nowadays, I don't think any of them would do that again ever probably it's better today than it was back then with with all the esports people being stars but wasn't really a big culture like in comparison to brood war or also starcraft team houses never had a big impact in the warcraft scene and i don't remember too many teams like 4k for example never had that Uh, i don't think mim ever had that they were all just living living their own lives mostly and then of course boot camping did you just call MYM MIM? I call them whatever I want. MIM? MIM. It's MYM. Meet your makers. MIM? Dude, we don't have time anymore. We're above the one hour mark. I have to shorten it. MIM? MIM? M-Y-M. I've never heard it called MIM ever. So what? I can It's like I calling can Rocket Beans TV Rubber TV. Rubber, rubber TV. Not Rubber TV. Rubber, rubber TV. It's, it's Rocket Beans. It's MYM. It's MIM. God, go to your concert, <laughs> dance around, you fool. Nah, we have to sit because COVID, but it's live music. What? Yeah, we have to sit down. We You're just going to gonna s- sit and listen to Screamo? No, it's not. <laughs> stand. No, it's not. The guy's screamo. like, oh, I hate my life. You're just sitting there. Nah, it's, it's very lovely I- I- indie music. Oh, nice. That's something you can't sit to, I think. It's not too aggressive at all. It's just singer-songwriter indie stuff. Nice. Just like a one dude with a guitar? One lady with a guitar. Ooh. I do like the ladies. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> they to? don't like you. Who was I listening to? Dude, Massive, Massive Attack. I'm listening to Massive Attack Lady. Like, uh, I think that lead singer's a chick, and I love that shit. Massive Gets Attack. Gets you fired up. Would love it. Yeah. I, have, I don't think I've listen to them ever listen to angel i don't see a chick on the band photos me neither so i don't know if it's like edited or if it's like actual person well it's obviously it's an actual person you know what i mean all right uh blend it there is that the podcast yeah that's that's the podcast thanks for tuning in guys i hope you guys are uh fawns rub your motorcycle rev rev keep going uh, let us know where you listen to your podcast. Let us know what my punishment is. If I lose the prediction for DreamHack, we got a little bit on the line. You tell me what's on the line, guys, and we'll see you guys next week. Exactly. Uh, Dustly coming up. DreamHack coming up. We got a lot of stuff coming up. By the Neo's way, going out. This this podcast uh, releases every Friday midnight, by the way, Central European Summertime. So set your alarms and uh, just follow on the station. And then you get it straight into your feed and feel really cool you add to our patreon then get no ads at all and of course this podcast a week 
earlier and we get your Q&As in as well if you have some questions for us. So Patreon is the place to be just like these wonderful people are at the minus or the profit tier. That is, for example, Toxie that I will meet in Cologne this weekend. Grinchy, who I would love to meet. Jay Gatz, who is an incredible supporter uh, for like a year now, always chips in that madman. And Pedro to send me great recipes that I will uh, still try out. Safe Orcas, Scription, who I will also meet in Cologne. Uh, Taggy Burning Blades and Dondolare. Love you guys. Thank you for keeping the machine alive and well and fueled and whatever. Uh, hope you enjoyed this and we will hear each other next week. Bye. Bye.